Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hey, it's Saturday matinee. Happy Saturday matinee. The high holy days of Saturday and the matinee. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here podcasting with my fair friends, Chrissy Lenz. Chrissy, hello. Hi. Oh, and look, right over there, across a crowded room, it's Kyle Olson of the Olsons. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> only only about two generations back. Turns out the uh, Ellis Island had something to do with it, that. So yeah, <laughs> the mysteries of Ellis Island. That's right. Uh, we are podcasting this fine Saturday, March twenty sixth, and uh, we are talking about some things. Now we've got some things that have come up. Some things that have come up in the news. Let me just tell you what I did only today. I know we have news, but I want to say the thing that I did today was I watched Halo episode one. This is a live-action version of the video game Halo series, the epic universe that is Halo, and I have now watched episode one. Kyle, I know you have also watched episode one at this point. Chrissy, are you a Halo... Uh, are you a Hayhead? <laughs> I have. I know that it has shooting, and yes. Yes, I shooting. think aliens, That's and... Aliens, yes. I think that the video game... That the character in Wreck It Ralph, the girlfriend, Fix It Felix's girlfriend, is from a Halo like game. Oh, well. I give yes, you Halo like. Yes, you, I, I will you, give you like, Halo like. With, with shooting no. and aliens, you've got like 75% of what Halo is right there. So. 100, yes, absolutely. That's, and we'll, we'll that's call the that the extent a, of my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> a massive win. Okay, then uh, I apologize up front. Chrissy, this is going to be mostly directed to Kyle. Kyle, <laughs> Halo. Very good. I, I feel like I have been, I feel weirdly like I've been looking forward to this for years. And mm-hmm. somewhere in the last couple of years, I forgot why. Uh, <laughs> how how did Halo, the live action, hit you when you watched it's, it? It's, it's weird because there have, has there ever been a project with this many false starts? I don't I mean, know. That, I mean, I, they've gotten crazy. to the point where they would announce something and they would announce a creative team. They put Steven Spielberg up on the big screen of like, we're going to do this thing. And then nothing. They like, yeah. they built sets and then nothing. I mean, I, I can't yeah. think of another thing that's as big. I almost felt there's a 20 minute opening, like pre credit sequence. And I yes. almost felt when the credits dropped that they were going to say, nah, nah, it's not working out. Did you see them literally yeah. just like give up and just walk off set? I, I, I would I, love, I wouldn't feel, you love that? that would yeah, wouldn't that be that, so that is the way neat to end if, the series? If someone was like, look, we tried, it didn't yeah. work. See for yourself. Right. You've been here for 20 minutes, right? This isn't working. You get it. You get We're it. all in agreement, right? Master right. Chief literally takes a ball and walks off set. Okay, so what did you what did you think of episode one? Um I I, I have I've I played all the Halo games except for the, the most recent one, just because I only like Halo and its co-op. Um so and they're and they're keep they keep kicking that ball down the road. Um uh, so I'm not with the current lore, but I'm I'm not also that much of a a um, purist when it comes to that. So I don't care about any changes they make. Any change they make to make the story better, fantastic. So like I, I so right. that's where I'm coming from in this. I'm not like, um, actually they don't like fine with that. But I I don't understand the story they're telling yet because it's I, I as I as I'm watching it and, and they're doing they're doing a whole military thing of like military apparently is bad. It turns out that you know imposing yes. your will militarily across the universe and making everybody follow your rules sometimes has negative consequences. Um, so, like, but the, the original Halo thing was like, yeah, I'm a really tough guy who gets to shoot aliens in the face, and now we're, like, doing a really uh, intricate uh, thing about the military-industrial complex and uh, how far we're willing to go. To, I was like, oh, you're you're putting a lot of weight on the shoulders of I'm a green guy who runs around and punches aliens with a laser sword, but okay. All right, yeah. I'll, 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 I guess I'm on board. Are they doing Rambo? I can't like I can't figure out what story they're telling. I I think it's interesting you bring up Rambo when all I could think of is Mando, 
Uh, yeah, except the Mando had a, a job whole... that he was yes. like doing, and and we just saw him going about his work. This is like we're taking everything away. Yeah, yeah, that is that is interesting. It's it's the austere edition of Mandalorian. Yes. It, 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 even more. It's almost the and, opposite because they're like taking yeah. away a support system as opposed to putting one in, which is yes, what and, was. and they do the helmet trope. They take off yes. the helmet. They take off the helmet. That I feel like you know to your point about lore. Uh, that that's one that seems to be uh, uh, he was always a stoic helmeted guy. Like you yes. don't know him as a non-helmeted guy. And this is a show that says, eh, we don't really care about that anymore. We're going to take off the helmet in the first episode. Yeah. And my son and I are sitting there watching it. And both of us, as the helmet kind of goes and the pieces come out and he takes off the helmet. Both of us, it was like a horror scene. We were reacting like like scrunching <laughs> oh, up in the like couch Jason saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, exactly what it was like. It was like terrifying. Don't take the mask off right now, please. Don't, it's too early, you guys. Too early. So I don't know where it's going to go. I am leery, but so far the uh, CG effects are yes. pretty oh, good. They're pretty, pretty good. good. I mean, like they're they're um, they're sort of yeah. the you know streaming series, you know, yes. competent. They're not they're not like you like we see in Mandalorian where they're sort of like oh they could do that, but yeah, they're a lot better than some of the other ones we've seen. Really leaning in on uh, the first-person shooter mode, where yes. a lot of cuts I, to I, I, I can. I've seen enough of that now. Thanks, yep. guys. Like yep. you can, I'm like we get it. Sort of moved like, on. You don't have to do that in every single, you know, yes. every single action sequence it doesn't have to be first-person. It didn't work yeah. in Doom, the movie. <laughs> Those are lessons we are doomed to learn again and again and again. Not to. Uh, what I think is fascinating about this is at the pace that the story is going, though. No one who has not played this game will ever know why it's called Halo. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, we're not going to get there. They will nope. introduce the Halo at the in the last episode. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Season maybe. finale will be just like, they'll yeah. cut the to Halo's it. Halo's a thing? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. see, exactly. There's see? That, actually a reason why it's called Halo. It's not like a military thing. There's actually a reason why it's <laughs> called that. And yet, the whole probably the first 12 episodes, there'll be no we're sign not, of a yeah. Halo. Is that where they're going? They take off in a ship. Maybe they land. They crash land on the Halo. Maybe that's where it is. Maybe the credits will be just like the end of the Expanse. Like we'll just see the actual ring. They'll they'll play the they'll play the monks, and that'll be where the where it ends. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna keep watching. Like I'm I'm like okay, I see. Like they've actually they did some big stuff at the end of the first episode where I'm like, oh, okay, so we're we're really pushing forward here. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm on board. I I am not offended by it at all. Mm -hmm. I am provoked. I am curious. I stand curious. So that's good. I am. I don't think I'm far enough into Picard season two to weigh in on it. I've seen only the first episode, okay. but your text messages in the back channel seem to indicate yes. that you're further along and also have reason to gripe. I feel like we need to well, hold true. that. But you wouldn't be a, you can't be a Star Trek fan if you're not gripe. No. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is absolutely true. Uh, okay. So other than that, on the watch list, uh, Chrissy, it's your turn. What are you watching right now? I am uh, still watching Our Flag Means Death. Oh, yeah. uh, th- they're sort of, you know, trickling out the episodes. But in spite of that, I'm I'm pretty far behind. Um, I'm, I'm trying to savor it. I'm trying to make it, you know, make it last. I just got to the episode where Taika Waititi as Blackbeard is introduced. And oh, he's just so delightful. I find him so magnetic. And the show is so fun. Um, there's a, a point where Reese Darby as the gentleman pirate says, polite menace, that'll be my brand. <laughs> and I'm like, why is that not on a million stickers, T-shirts, merch? I need merch. Polite menace. 
I love so it. I, I this was the thing so that cute. I was worried about because I was listening to you talk about it last night and you, you mentioned you were watching it uh, rather slowly, not kind of catching up to it. And I thought, OK, are you watching it fast enough to be able to answer the question, does it maintain its funny? Uh-huh. Are you far enough in to be able to say, does the premise hold up? It was my number one concern when I watched the first trailer was, am I going to laugh more than one episode? I I think that I'm going to say yes, because I was even like a little bit um, and my husband, who is not quite as charmed by uh, Taika Waititi as I am, was like, I don't know. I don't know, Chrissy. Um, But then as soon as he as soon as the Blackbeard character comes into it and you see like kind of how they're going to twist it, you get the feeling that they they really just took their time letting you get to know the the gentleman pirate character and his crew and Blackbeard and and his like first mate guy so that once craziness ensues, we don't have to go back and get you to like these characters. So it has a, a bit of a slow start. I still think it's very funny, um, but I think it's going to get pretty wacky after episode four. Uh, so I'm intrigued. I I. I love what we do in the shadows and everything that, you know, that crew has put together. So I expect for there to be some some surprises that will be uh, delightful. But I, I would also just watch them be pirates <laughs> all day long. They really need Brett and Jermaine to show up as, as <gasps> rival pirates. Man, I was actually Googling, like, will Jermaine Clement yeah. be a character <laughs> yes. on this show? I'm, and I'm, I really hope that he will be, but... So far, it's it's been fantastic. Leslie Jones has a really fun like cameo. Um, at a minimum, they need to have a bar band, right? Like the, yeah. at a very oh, minimum, they end up in some sort of a pub. You know, did you like a, a sea shanty? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'm very excited to watch it. I have not yet uh, been able to sit down and watch it, uh, but I'm excited. I'm I'm too busy watching Nicolas Cage movies and feeling guilty about it. I used to think it was okay to make jokes about Nicolas Cage and his choices in video on-demand movies, but now Kyle posts the link, and I realize, oh, right, everybody has their demons. It's it's not well. It's not about demons, and it's not about guilt. It's about the fact that he was doing the responsible thing. Yes. Like, there are some, you know, daywalker kind of actors who might shirk their <laughs> government responsibilities and, and, you know, and move away. But uh, but no, like, Nicolas Cage got into some some trouble. He was spending a little too much, uh, and, and he got into some debt. And so what he decided to do is say yes to everything to pay off his debts. So that's what he revealed in this interview, talking about his the new movie that's coming up, which is him playing himself or a version of himself that all the, that, that, that long period of time where he seems like he was everywhere. He was everywhere because every time an offer came in that he could do, he said yes, because he was trying to pay off the debt to the government that he had uh, accumulated his $9 million or whatever it is that he needed to, to pay. So I don't think we should, you should feel guilty about it. I don't think you should feel bad about it. I think we should be like, there's a guy who actually like put his money where his mouth is and did. And then, and even was saying, and you know, from that, People in Hollywood sort of like were mad at him or took offended or made him radioactive because he was working so much. And it was like, he's, but he, and he also said, I never slummed it. Like I committed to every single role that I, I took. And, you, and can, he did. you can really tell. I mean, you know, I have been I really have been on a, a Nicolas Cage bender and you can you can really feel like I, I would say on at the average of Nicolas Cage's 
sort of video on demand years in isolation have been an order of magnitude higher than the same for Bruce Willis. Like, Bruce Willis's stuff is straight trash right now. Like, it is hard to sit through, and there is nothing that's not entertaining about uh, about Nicolas Cage's stuff. I mean, I'll watch Willie's Wonderland all day long. It is... I, I will watch... I have, I have seen Sorcerer's Apprentice so many times. That movie is so much fun. <laughs> if there was a way to burn out a stream, I would do it on Pig and Mandy. <laughs> like, mean, both, come on. Both both of the both of the National Treasure movies are great. Yeah, I they love are. National Treasure. Right, like him him saying that they wouldn't do a third one because they're like, oh, you're making all that trash. And he's like, but but yeah, I'm still Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Have you seen my look Cage. in my hand? Like, yeah. come on, I, like there's just there's a lot of stuff. I, I, I will say, we just just this morning I recorded a, a member only episode with uh, Andy about um, uh, Nicholas Cage and Laura Dern, Wild at Heart, and oh wow, yeah, I don't. I don't truck with David Lynch as well as as maybe I thought I should have when I was a when I was a kid and um and everybody said it was cool to like David Lynch so I liked David Lynch and I, I realize now <laughs> what an idiot that guy was that kid he should have his own thoughts and one of those thoughts is oh god David Lynch man <laughs> Dana Gould was talking about how much of a Twin Peaks fan he was and then he went to see Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me and he walked out of the theater and turned to his friend and went. So I should just go f- myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly how I felt. Like it's so much of this stuff is just like, you don't understand this. You must be too stupid to get it. <laughs> I'm an artist. And you go, Oh, oh okay. Oh, all right. It is. It, it, there is a, there is a lot of that. I, I think, um, uh, it, it was, uh, I'm trying to find what, uh, Roger Ebert said. Andy quoted this in, in our show this morning. And I think it's, uh, really, really great. And it was, oh, here you go. <laughs> the movie is lurid melodrama soap opera exploitation put on in self-satire. It deals in several scenes of particularly offensive violence and tries to excuse them by juvenile humor. It's all a joke, you see. And so if the violent, if violence offends you, you didn't get the joke. Uh, well, violence doesn't offend me, but Wild <laughs> Heart doesn't have the nerve to just be violent. It has to build in its excuses. And uh, oh. that that's sort of hits it for me. I, I did not care for it. But but it was a great experience of watching early Nicolas Cage and the snakeskin jacket and uh, seeing exactly like where he ended up is, especially if I go to Pig and Mandy, which are, are some of my favorites, I, I think it's, uh, um, it's just a real treat to see how this weird guy has built such a career and become an icon in his own very unique way. And uh, so, no, I... I yeah, it makes me sound like I may be more of a fan of Nick Cage than I actually am, but I do like the guy. <laughs> I, the man I like the guy has too. lived a life. Yes, he has he lived has. a life. He has way more life to live, and like there's the just the legacy of him and and his zeal. You know, his joie de vivre will be legendary for sure. Um, speaking of legendary, we've got a Carson pick coming up. No, this is this is uh, like I think we're going to learn a lot about me uh, this episode. Unfortunately, I'm and I'm sorry for that for people who aren't fans of mine. Uh, one of my particular passions is late night television. I love all of that. I, I love all of that that era and the, the 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 war for the late night throne and 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 Johnny Carson and Jay Leno and and, and all that kind of stuff. I, could, I love all that machinations of, of the stuff. Uh, any, like I, the Late Shift, they did the the movie on that. Like there's they could have done a sequel to that, which I don't know why they never did. Uh, but now we're getting a, a television series about Carson. But 
it, it and that's and, that, and on 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 yourself like okay that's fine we can move on but no <laughs> the names that are attached to this are what make this go from like okay to really because like i would never have put these three in the same room together much less on the same television series so jay roach director of austin powers and david milch from like um what NYPD Blue and 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 like it wasn't, wasn't Deadwood wasn't that one of his things too? Uh, and their their Johnny Carson is Joseph Gordon Levitt. I would watch a series just of three of them like having dinner because <laughs> what was that conversation like? Yeah, and what I mean, I I'm just so um, intrigued by the the period that they're casting is my. My late night, my Jeremiah uh, Carson is an older man in my head. And, sure. Uh, so what what period are they picking? Is this an origin story? Is this like a hero's origin story for Carson? I know that I don't think that they're they're telling us quite yet. I'm hoping it'll be much more of like maybe through the eras. You know, like we'll get to see him as a young guy. You know, in New York because that's where originally Tonight Show when Johnny took over was in New York and then sort of through the years as we get finally until his, he becomes the king of like, cause it's called king of late night. So, I mean, we're going to get probably get to see him, you know, at the height of his power when he can make or break a career just with a nod. I don't, I mean, I like, I late night is a fascinating thing to look at. It's just such a like uncool landscape for women in comedy that like I feel like I have like a little chip on my shoulder about like oh well isn't it fun for all you boys in your late night to fight over who's on what show at what time like yeah and the whole Johnny Carson uh Joan Rivers situation Mm -hmm. is so bananas that as a woman in comedy you just want to be like I feel like there's not a place for me at that in that audience to be like, wow. Yeah. Wow, Johnny Carson. <laughs> to just be like, cool. Like, I'll wait. I'll wait for the, you know, for them to do the same thing about Joan Rivers and I'll go see that one. You're not wrong. You're absolutely wrong. It, it is at that, at the, actually, the, at the core of it, I, I, because I've actually have literally studied this. I've gotten books and stuff too. It is literally about like um, middle-aged white men fighting over a desk. Yeah. Yeah. So it is the ultimate niche of thing. It's like, and why was that the seat? That's what fascinating. Why was that the seat of power for Hollywood? Like one old, like, and, and people thought if they got that particular desk, they would also get the power. And it turns out they couldn't. But this is the interesting thing, though. It's more about the, what, what I find provocative of it is, again, the names that are associated with it. Because I think pe- these people choose interesting projects. And I don't think they would just choose it for the, for diving into the two old white guys fighting over a desk aspect. There's got to be something that I don't know. I have to carry that hope. There's something I don't know that they're going to introduce here uh, that that might make it worth uh, actually talking yeah. about. And I also can't. And who will they cast as Ed McMahon? That's the big question. Interesting. Okay. Well, that, I'm, I look forward to that. The only other thing I wanted to throw in the list was that video. Did you watch the Hans Zimmer video uh, of the live performance of the Dune um, score, which I thought was bonkers, and I want to watch the whole movie with Hans Zimmer performing live. I would go to that show in a heartbeat. The clip I'll put in the show notes is only about three minutes long, but it is absolutely bonkers if you like the score. Just watch them play live, and I can't wait. I want to see, I don't know if this is going to be released at some point, if it was a special feature I somehow missed, but the the trailer, or the little teaser that they left us with this week was uh, really, really cool. Dune live. 
Hans Zimmer. And, and for those who, who have gotten the Dune score and loved it, like I have, did you know that he also wrote a score for the book? Yes. there. I think like there are two buy, other he, he scores. Like, yes, that's right. Yeah, there's a, like, there's a there's a sketchbook, which is basically just stuff he didn't use. And then there was a book that came out, the, the art, I, I used to have it here, the art of Dune, and he was so inspired by that. He also wrote the this music for that book as well. <laughs> so there's a whole other, you know, it has a CD, but a whole other album worth of Hans Zimmer Dune music if you're that excited about it. So, man, that dude loves the, making music for that movie. Yes. He does. And that leads us to trailers. I uh, don't know if you know the rule. I was the last person in here with the trailer, but I just want to remind everybody just so there's no hard feelings. We're all A24 trailers go first. So even yeah, as soon as I, I saw that trailer, mm-hmm. like in, in the, doing my research trailer, I'm like, oh yeah, Pete's going to do this to try and uh, knock Chrissy off. Got to knock Chrissy off. And, it, and just the irony of this movie being the trailer that I knocked Chrissy off after she's told me how hard it is for women in comedy is just yes. laying on. But I'm still going to take the first, the first spot. I just want you to know that I feel when I introduce the trailer for men. Hello. Hi. Mrs. Marlowe, yes? Harper, yes. Do, come in. The words I have to say. It's a beautiful be simple, house. But Will it just be you staying? Or? Excuse me? Mrs. Marlowe? No. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do. Apple from the garden? Y- yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh. God, sorry, I... I I'm I, joking. I oh. <laughs> You're tormented. It feels more like... Haunted. Yeah. Something happened. My husband went upstairs to our balcony. Let himself go. You must wonder why you drove him to it. Why I didn't drive him to it. I thought it'd be true. But if you had given him the chance to apologize, he'd still be alive. What? Men is Alex Garland's latest film. Uh, Alex Garland wrote and directed the film. It is currently in post-production. A young woman goes on a solo vacation in the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. This is Jesse Buckley as uh, what I gather the only woman in the cast surrounded by the most horrible men, uh, except maybe her (laughs) ex-husband who is dead. So that's the setup. It is haunting and scary and spooky and all of the things in the English countryside while also being polite. (laughs) (laughs) That is Alex Garland's men. What did you all think about it? Chrissy, what do you think? Well, I mean, you know, it's hard for a girl anywhere, really. Um, But like, am I crazy or was all the men the same man? Like everyone except for her? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. I was off put. I was like uncomfortable watching the trailers. Like, what is 
this. I shan't be watching it alone. I'll tell you that much. What are your feelings on horror? Are you a are you a horror person? I like horror. I like I like horror. I'm a, I like almost every brand of horror. I love a like classic '80s slasher. I love a moody dystopian wasteland. You know, I, I like modern horror. But there was something about this though that felt like genuinely scary. Like I'm not really afraid of like Annabelle. Um, yeah, yeah. But like a whole bunch of like men who all look the same, accusing <laughs> you of being uh, at fault for everything bad that's ever happened. That scares me a lot. I love that they were able to work in a jab at original sin, too. I mean, really? Don't eat the apple. <laughs> we're going to go hard on don't eat the apple. I thought that was pretty, pretty great. I, uh, I, I'm i a huge fan of Ex Machina and Annihilation and Never Let Me Go. And 28 Days Later, like, I mean, Alex Garland is 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 big uh, for, for my uh, film fandom. Uh, and so this one is, I think, provocative. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, going along and Roy Kinnear showed up. I'm like, oh, I'm a big Roy Kinnear fan from from Penny Dreadful. And I'm like, why did they give him those bad teeth? And then like they bring in the next guy. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's Roy Kinnear. Like, are we not <laughs> supposed to know that's Roy Kinnear? Because I know that's Roy Kinnear. Like, he was in the last Bond movie. Like, I know who that is. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is the gag. Oh, it's the same all the way through. But yeah, it's uh, it. I mean, it, like I say, I'm, I'm a big Alex Garland fan too, but like, They've drifted over into the psychological horror thing, and I'm, like, not a big fan of the psychological horror stuff. So it does look like really, like, it's going to be well put together, but not really going to be high on my list. But I'm glad Roy Kinnear's getting a big, a big role, so that makes me happy. In yeah, what he's making all the big roles. Yeah, yeah no, all of the got, big roles. He's got, yeah. he's got, he's got the, the, the top ten roles. You know? <laughs> I, I wonder if he makes ten times what Jesse Buckley's making on this movie. <laughs> oh, oh God, did you see know. what I did there? That's horrible. I Look, I do yeah. in what can only be uh, called the mother of all callbacks for this show. Guess what else has been announced from Alex Garland? Can you possibly? It is an original screenplay for Halo, the motion picture. Okay. Um, that is what I have to say, and it's coming out in early May. Uh, May 4th, 5th, something like that. I closed the tab, and now it's not responding, so let's go back to May May 20th. May 20th, 2022. That is men. And now... So, you know, hot summer movie. That's right. That's Once right. you watch Doctor Strange... Get in there and <laughs> see some women be gaslit. <laughs> Awful and terrifying. And that brings us to Chrissy. Where do your movie trailer come from? Well, let's talk about more isolated uh, women being gaslit and uh, accused of being wrong all the time. Uh, This is uh, Where the Crawdads Sing, um, the movie adaptation of the very popular mystery novel. I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh Girl. An abandoned child. I had a family once. They called me Kaya. A little girl surviving in the marsh on her own, reviled and shunned. Hello, Miss Kaya. I hear y'all buy muscles. Sometimes I feel so invisible. I wonder if I'm here at all. You are. I think you're gorgeous. I want to get to know you better. (laughs) 
There's no fingerprints on the railing. Great stuff. No fingerprints? Being isolated was one thing. Being hunted, quite another. So everything I saw about this trailer um, was mainly talking about the Taylor Swift song that, yes. uh, that also <laughs> bring that up. debuted. Because I didn't know it was from a book. And I watched the whole trailer. I'm like, is this a movie based on a song? <laughs> Yeah, right. I I tell you, everything was like, oh, new Taylor Swift song, BT Dubs, movie trailer. Because it just says from the worldwide phenomenon. And then the next page is Taylor Swift song. I was like, oh, she's the worldwide phenomenon that we're. Well, she is. Um, But yeah, like, you know, and this sort of fits into the like uh, what we talked about, like several episodes ago, the like woman in the window and the creek with the crawdads. It's like unreliable narrator what what happened Does, is she telling the truth does she even know the truth can she understand the truth she's supposed to be a um like a woman who is like be, like more or less feral raised on the edges of the marsh um who's been like isolated and a cast out and then all of a sudden she gets embroiled in a, a murder um situation uh i love reading I haven't read this book. I will. I will read it before the mm. movie comes out because there's, there's no way I'm not going into a movie that's a book and not knowing what they got wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like, I, I just kept looking at the preview and thinking like for a swamp woman mm. or the marsh girl, they call her like she's awful. Mm-hmm. She's clean. 100% yeah. of the time. Yes. Shiny, healthy hair. Such she, healthy hair. Such so much better air. than I do, and I, I don't even <laughs> live in a swamp. <laughs> um, but of course, it's it's you know Reese Witherspoon, um, who is uh, championing books to movies and projects that highlight women. So yay, Reese Witherspoon, and I'm excited for it. How how is Reese involved in this? Is she? It's so she has a book club. Um, so she helped uh, with the popularity of the book by by selecting it for her book club and recommending it. And okay. she's also uh, producing the movie, and it comes out in July. July this summer. See women get yelled at. <laughs> the show is coming off the rails in in terms of men are bad. Really, all bad. Well, are we just coming around to that now? I'm surprised it took us so long to really (laughs) unveil the fact that men are bad. Kyle, we just did it here. We're the worst. (laughs) Breaking news. I I thought, you know, I my this is one of those that I think has been sitting on my wife's bedside table for a very very long time, and uh, I'm sure it will be gotten to. And once it is gotten to, it will move to my bedside table. So I don't know if I'll be able to get to it before it comes out. But I too am interested in reading it. I, I have heard tale of the tale uh but uh no nothing now apart from the fact that swamp people have great hair it's i mean the mud there's something about the mud that's just yeah. like so good for the keratin i do i do like daisy edgar jones she's playing the the principal uh swamp girl and uh she's been in a lot a lot of stuff a lot of tv uh war of the worlds the epics uh series um and uh under the banner of heaven the miniseries so anything that was once uh, another property and converted into a modern property she somehow is, is getting into it so uh, it, but i i thought it looks great what'd you think kyle uh scientifically do crawdads sing well, she's like, she's a swamp girl, so she doesn't know what's crawdads and what's birds. Oh. But she does okay. know her learner and low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had the, the same thought when I, when they kept calling her the marsh girl and she's so weird, she's so strange. I'm like, you would not be able to pick this girl out 
like from a class photo. Yeah. Like she looks exactly like this. It reminded me of, of, of mortal engines where in the book they talk about this woman being horribly disfigured. I think in the book she actually has lost her nose. Like it has been <laughs> sliced off and she had, and then they, and then that's why she wears the mask. And in the movie they gave her like a light red scar. Yeah. It was like, Oh, because that's makes her horrible and disfigured. Like Peter Dinklage in the red line. adaptation of Game of Thrones. Like he's the book, yeah. the book had yeah, he's right. got this little, he's got kind of a tough guy scar. Yeah. And you go, oh yeah. I can't even stand to oh, look at the you. horror, the disfigurement. Yeah. <laughs> that could be covered by concealer. <laughs> all right. Uh all right, Kyle, that brings us to you. Time to get wet. Sure. Uh so uh, another one of my 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 secret passions is I love um like hidden history. So there's there's so many that's I think one of the things that's great right now is is with all these things that people are are looking for bigger stories is that we're actually getting to hear about these things that are known in certain communities but not widespread. So I'm not a particular fan of sports. I'm not a particular fan of surfing, uh, but uh, they uh, put all these things together and uh, they put out a story that I had never heard of before in a film called Waterman. At 14, Duke Anamoku embraced his responsibility to master the ultimate Hawaiian tradition, becoming a waterman. A waterman is someone who can do everything in the water. As a kid in Hawaii, you wanted to be a waterman, and the Duke was the big kahuna. To us, he's the king of surfing. No American athlete has influenced two sports as profoundly as Duke Kahanamoku. He was on the world stage, even though the world wasn't ready for it. All of a sudden, it's like he's a superstar. Jim Thorpe, Jesse Owens, Jack Johnson, and lost in that shuffle is Duke's role as a racial pioneer. He did encounter overt racism. He was able to break a lot of color lines. The amount of pride that he was able to give to his people. He was one of the biggest celebrities in the world. Aloha. So I knew nothing about this going in. Uh, I just sort of saw some of the names attached and sort of decided to watch it. And it blew me away more than any other trailers that I watched this week. Uh, sorry, crawdads. Um, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it, it's, I, I think this is fascinating because this is like a, a hero to a certain community, you know, and, and the widespread world does not know anything about it. You know, like this this guy that basically had changed swimming entirely. Like they talk about how you know, Michael Phelps uses moves that he created. I mean, this I, I'm 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 fascinated that we actually get to uh, see like basically this this fundamental thing that we had, had as widespread had never known about before. So, what do you guys think of the trailer? I'm excited about it. Um, I think that you know, like um, that like Hawaiian culture and uh, stuff like that is. There's so much there um, to learn about. Um, so I'm excited for people to start sort of talking about it more and, and putting a spotlight uh, on it. Um, I think it's super interesting. I'm definitely going to see it. My my brother-in-law is a uh, Hawaiian. And um, so my sister and her family like have a lot of that like heritage and they, they I love learning about it. So I'm excited. I am too. And plus, I want Jason Momoa to tell me bedtime stories. Oh, please. Right. Like, please. Right. Seriously, he just has a good voice for this. And, and uh, I, I like the guy. And uh, I, I think it's going to be, I, I think it looks like a neat sort of 
cast of characters, real characters telling a story about this guy who needs more attention. And I, I like stories that I like documentaries in particular that elevate these kinds of characters, especially characters that are recent. It's not like, oh, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, somebody from the Civil War again. We're talking about somebody who is like notably recent and gone. Like, let's let's figure out why. Um, let, let's tell the story and elevate the presence and figure out why he was effectively dismissed for all that he was able to do. So I think that's great. When can I see it? You'll be able to see it July 29th. Okay. So we got, it's, it's all uh, May, June, July. May, June, July. For, uh, uh, for our movies this, uh, this summer. Get ready. Good trailers. Go check them out. Links in the show notes. Let's play a game. I uh, really loved Tommy's game a couple of weeks back. It was the whole, uh, it was the, you go into the room and be real quiet while other person gets the rapid fire round to do some things. Remember that? What's that oh, called? Oh, right. The, 20, yeah, the pyramid the rules. Was the, yeah, it was a family feud. Family feud mm-hmm. something style. And and uh, this is, uh, I like this. So we're going to play a game called Catchphrase, my, where I looked at all of the, the lines from famous characters that have become... Uh, effectively canonized as catchphrases, in my opinion. Most of them are from movies. Some of them might have ended up from a comic book character, but most of them are from movies. And uh, the way I'm going to do this is uh, one of you is going to go silent, take off the headphones and not listen, and the other of you will get, uh, will set a timer for, let's say, 60 seconds and see how many you get. Maybe more than that. I might need to do two. That's Uh, a really short time. That that feels really short, because I have a lot of reading to do, actually, for for all of these. And so your job is to tell me is to one, I'm not going to give you the the last word of any of these catchphrases. So you have to one, finish the catchphrase and then tell me who said it in what movie, if you can do that. And any holes that come up in the, in each round, uh, we'll come back and do a, a group play and you can, we can, we can finish the, the game. I'm okay, okay. So, so excited. So I've never been last more excited. word of the thing I got, but then the second part, either character or movie, do your best. That counts for yeah. the for yeah. the point. Yeah, I'll give you. Okay, I'll give you because because sometimes I'm not gonna be able to come up with the actual. You know, like what was that guy's name? I mean, if it's Forrest Gump, then you got both. Yeah, but win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I need a timer, and I'm gonna set it. What do we say? You, what do you feel? Two minutes. We'll set it for two minutes. Two feels good, yeah. Okay. And the sound that will happen when we're done? Well, I guess I guess the other question is how many questions do you have? Well, I have if 30 it's... because I didn't want to oh, run out. 30. Then... I didn't want to okay. run out. So we're going to just stop and see how far you get. And then at the end, we're going to be by the seaside. Okay, good. Set. Okay, here we, here we go. <laughs> Oh, wait, who's who is going first? Uh, Chrissy is going first. Yeah. Chrissy is going, going first. Chrissy is going Kyle. first. All right, so I am Good taking my thing away. So, so can we come up with a, a hand sign that tells you when yes, it's time for me to come back? absolutely. That is what we will do. Okay. All right, here you go. I'm ready to start. Okay. Chrissy, are you ready to be started? Mm-hmm. Here we go. I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of... Bubblegum! It's from They Live. Is excellent. I'll be... Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator. My wife. Yes, um, it is. Laura. <laughs> Here's looking at you. Kid. Um, Casablanca. Um, the guy, the Casablanca guy. Are you talking to me? Taxi driver, Robert De Niro. Outstanding. Why so serious? Um, the Joker. 
in the dark night. Standing. Say hello to my little little friend. Um, friendship so important to Scarface. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. Oh, yes. I don't know the name of that movie. It's a long title, right? <gasps> um, I drink your milkshake. Something about a train. A guy with on a train. What's the name of the movie? I don't know, but okay, he's tall. Okay, we'll cover it up later. You, you're doing a great job. Uh, you're the man now. Dog. Um, it's definitely Sean Connery, and don't know the name of the movie. Oh. All right, that's okay. Uh, I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, it's got to be Doc Holliday from Tombstone. Oh my goodness! All righty. Then, um, is that Ace Ventura? That's Ace Ventura. It sure is. <laughs> there can be only one Highlander. Mm-hmm. I can do this all. Day, Captain America, and all Captain America-related Odin's beard? Why, yes, it is. Is that a Thor? It is is a Thor Thor thing. thing? Okay. Flame on. That's the the, um, either Chris Evans or Michael B. Jordan, right? (sighs) Fantastic Four? It sure is. That is... Johnny Storm. I cannot believe how uh, good you are at these games. This is uh, <laughs> really ridiculous. The the one we were looking at there was You're the Man Now Dog Finding Forrester. Was that one? And I, the I, other I one was Daniel Plainview in There, there Will, Will Be Blood. Be Blood. <laughs> All right. Do I Kyle. get to listen to Kyle? Yes, you get to listen to okay. Kyle, but you can't say anything. Shh. Everything's a secret. That isolation booth was very cold. Can you use a space heater in there or something? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's just say that Chrissy dominated. And good. I, I have, I have, uh, I'm not surprised by that at all. Okay. I start with an easy one and let me reorder. She's my got a sheet. good brain under that cool hair. Here we go. Starting the timer, if you are ready. Now, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, that's from They Live. I'll be back. Terminator. My. <laughs> did you say my? I did. Okay, I pass. Here's my? looking at you. Kid. Casablanca. Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, well, you went in a movie. <laughs> uh, it's from a movie. <laughs> pass. Okay. Why so serious? The Dark Knight. Say hello to my little friend, Scarface. I drink your milkshake. Uh, There will be blood. You're the man now. Dog. Oh, God. Finding Forrester? Jesus. (laughs) I'm your (laughs) Huckleberry? Uh, Tombstone? I can't believe you guys get that. All righty. Then, Ace Ventura? There can be only one Highlander. I can do this all day. Captain America. Odin's Ravens? I think Anchorman? Nope. Uh, I don't know what you're doing Blame on the Fantastic Four? Oh, sweet Christmas. Oh, damn it. I gave the whole line. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Luke Cage? It's Luke Cage. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's clobbering time. That's the thing from Fantastic Four. Riddle me. This, it's well, I guess it's from multiple things, but the Batman or Batman Forever. I'm Batman, Batman. Oh, <laughs> oh, 
There we go. That's it. That's it. Aww. It is a catchphrase. Oh, okay. Chrissy, do you know what? Oh, I the only thing he was like, cigar. oh, oh Damn. crap. Uh, Hellboy. <laughs> oh, okay. Hellboy. Uh, first of all, the ones you, the, the one uh, Kyle, so Chrissy got all 15 up through Flame On. Okay. Uh, Odin's Beard by Odin's Beard um, was Odin, Thor. Did, and then are you talking Odin's to me? Odin's Beard? Yeah, that's a that's one of his comics. Thor says Odin's Thor Beard. Thor says Odin's Beard. So, uh, uh, and then are you talking okay. to me is Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver and my wife uh, yeah, yeah. from Borat. Oh, uh, <laughs> my. The, Come on. The other interesting one was I'm <laughs> Batman was Michael Keaton's Batman. Do you know the story about Michael Keaton's Batman and that line? Uh, that he said it? He said it. He improvised it. It had never been written until then, and it has been used in <laughs> every film since then until, I think, The Batman when it was replaced with I'm Vengeance. 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 Yeah. Yes. So, oh, okay. uh, I have a couple of more. Do you want to just hear a couple more? Let's yeah, see if you can, let's see if you can double, team it. double team it. Uh, we've got uh, resistances. Feudal. The Borg. Get away from her, you bitch. That's I'm aliens. too old for this. The lethal weapon. I want my two dollars. Better off dead. <laughs> Show me the money. Jerry Maguire. One million. I got the big money thing. Austin you Powers. can tell we're on a mission from God. Yes, Blues yeah. Brothers. You're a disease, and I'm the cure. Cobra. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, if you build it, he will come. Feel the dream. Sure. Whispering voice says, and finally, I am God here. Groot. Lawnmower man. Groot. <laughs> I am lawnmower man. Oh. <laughs> I'm your lawnmower man. That was catchphrase. I think that's fun because you guys both like you're so much better at thinking on your feet than I am. Like I can, like I, I drink you know, your milkshake. I had more fun when we were doing it right there. What you think you should do like for the for a second round of yeah. it is that like Chrissy does the finish the line and I do with the movie it's from or vice versa. Oh, I like that, that was fun. That is fun. Okay, good. Yeah. Next time around, catchphrase volume yeah. two. Excellent. Uh, closing the So we beat tent. you, Pete. You did. Take you totally that. beat me. You beat, <laughs> you beat me. <laughs> Zoom high five. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, the list. We are on the list. And the list this week that we inherited from last week. And actually, we have... Uh, actually, I'm, I was wondering, is, is there a way that we could uh, maybe um, help contribute to uh, Next Reel and maybe keep it going to... Contribute somehow financially. Oh, man, to keep See, this running. is what you're doing. You want to do. Uh, you want to do an I ad. Do. I don't want to. I'm just. You want to do. There, you want to do an ad. And I, wrote. as as a proprietor at the next reel, forgot the ad. Yes. I was so excited to get to the list. <laughs> I know to get to the that the I list. forgot the ad. Uh, but you know what? You could do if you really, really wanted to. You could be uh, come a member and support this fair uh, endeavor of the next reel family of Phil podcasts, including the Saturday matinee that you're listening to right now. All you have to do is head over to thenextreel.com slash membership. Most it'll cost you is five bucks a month. Members get access to the live streams. You could be watching me forget to do the ad in real time if you so chose. Uh, you could watch the live streams with us. You get early access to the shows. And what we're doing now is we're including the pre-show uh, for member access. So there's this whole chapter at the beginning and end of each show that include all of the nonsense talk if you want the nonsense talk. And let me tell you, 
there be nonsense talk. Uh, and so that's what you get as a member. You also get access to the- You could have heard me sing. Oh, you could have. Oh, and what was the musical, Kyle? Back to the Future, the musical. The musical. You get access to the member channels, special member-only channels in our Discord server, member bonus episodes, and even stickers. And the stickers, they were mailed. I got notification from Australia that the stickers were here. Thank you very much, Nick nice. Landon, for writing. Uh, and I'm sorry, I wasn't listening to any of the stuff you just said. I was too busy on Letterboxd, but my, it's, it's, unfortunately, my subscription's about to run out. So, you know, what are you going to do? Kyle, I am your Huckleberry. Uh, you what? are wondering uh, what movies the next reel is talking about or where you can find out all the trailers that we talked about and add them to your watch list. Yes, you can go to the next reel's letterbox page. We're at letterbox.com slash the next reel. Letterbox is the best social media for movie letter lovers. It may be, in fact, the only social network for movie lovers that we care about. And uh, that is because they love us too. And if you fall in love with Letterboxd and you say, I don't like these ads. I don't want to do these ads. And I do love this team. I love the team. I want to support the work they do. I want to go ahead and upgrade. But maybe I don't want to pay full price. That's okay too. You just head over to uh, upgrade your uh, your account to pro or patron. Use the code NEXTREEL at checkout and you can get that sweet, sweet, sweet sound of upgrade for 20% off. And wait, it counts for renewals as well. Sweet. Okay, now can I talk about the list, Kyle? Sure. The list, I uh, I actually love this list. I love the way it was phrased. I love everything about inheriting the list. This is the perfect list. It is called, They Understood the Assignment. Great performance in a not great movie. Oh, you guys. What a gift yeah, I, this list I was. did not know I was going to be on this show when I when I uh, you know helped put that together. You know, but, you know. I know. I'm, it's I'm it's so funny. It, it was both I came of up you, with my right? list like, so fast. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It didn't take much. I, I actually, I actually watched a movie for this list. Nice. Yeah, I did. I did that. And you know, uh, I actually, because of my A twenty four boost, the A twenty four boost, uh, I think. Oh, and you know what? We've got. Uh, we've we've got. I, I haven't even been watching the commentary. Uh, we've got. We've got commentary. Thor does say it in the comics, and I did say. In some cases, oh, the oh, lines right, in the were yeah, not say, I'm like, in I've the movie. I've seen the MCU, and I don't remember him saying yeah. Look, Andy, I was thinking <laughs> Andy's in the chat room, and he is typing along the words as we've been playing the games. So what? he's oh, been typing along. Show the, off. Yeah, he's really, truly been showing off. Is he just weird, mad that he didn't get to weird be on the flex, show? But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the list. They understood the assignment. I get to go first. The movie that I watched, the person that I have such an affinity for this uh, human being. Um, uh, he has been in so many incredible movies and also finds his way in movies that end up being not incredible, but still d- pulling his weight. I'm talking about Stanley Tucci. Now, wait, Oh, you might say, Stanley Tucci, he's been in a lot of terrible movies. And I would say, yes, he has. He's been in a lot of terrible movies. But the one that I hadn't seen is one that fits right into my uh, strike zone because it involves disease films and zombie enhanced uh, people. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say the Tooch in a zombie uh, infectious uh, uh, film? I thought thought you were going to say this movie was more than meets the eye, but apparently you're going in a different direction. I knew you were both going to go there. I knew it, but I had to I, I had to take that away from you. I had to tease it out there and then take it away because I'm talking about Patient Zero. Matt Smith, Natalie Dormer 
and Stanley Tucci. Wow. The whole premise. That's a hell of a cast. I know. Me neither. It it is not a good movie with a lot of fun zombie running around. And Stanley Tucci plays a sentient zombie. He is he plays a zombie who can speak. The whole premise is the humans are fighting against these infecteds. And uh, Matt Smith speaks the language of the infecteds. And so he has like a little a little underground lab where there he's essentially interviewing and translating zombie grunts and whales. And Stanley Tucci is effectively him on the other team and they get together. And uh, and Stanley Tucci says lines like, do I look? Sick, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really you must good. see this it's, at it's, once. It's, it's really, <laughs> it, it's really something. He's even on the poster. Like Tooch gets the poster. It, his eyes. They got these great contacts in for him. Uh, Patient Zero. Not a, overall. Not a great film. Uh, and yet, uh, I love that they got paid to make this film and take it deadly seriously. So so seriously. The Tooch did not phoning it in at all. Patient Zero, and it was just released in 2018. It was like your homework for the last two years could have been. So there you go. Patient Zero, that's my first one. Very nice. I think Christy gets the gold star because she mentioned The Core. I love The Core. I love that. I love, that's one of my favorite, <laughs> wonderful, terrible, bad movies. I've seen that movie so many times. I love The Core. So good. So good. Uh, okay. Um, that means, let's see who goes next. I've already forgotten. It is Chrissy. Yeah. So um, I unapologetically love Twilight, both the books and the movies. I think there's a deep richness there if if one has only the heart to look, all right? <laughs> Y'all think Robert Pattinson is uh, so special in, in your Batman movie, but we had him first. Um, <laughs> we had him first. That's okay. You can keep having him had him first. That's okay. I don't want him that. Uh, but in the house. in the later Twilight movies, as we you know get into the deeper richness of the Twilight universe, uh, we meet the three like elder vampires who uh, live in Italy, the Volturi, and one of them, uh, the main one of them, is played by Michael Sheen, oh. and he is so deliciously <laughs> over the top. I love Michael Sheen in everything. Um, but in these Twilight movies, particularly in Breaking Dawn, part two, just to see his scenes, uh, he there's, there's just nothing. He leaves nothing on the table. He, he leaves it all on the field. And he's so fun to watch be cuckoo bananas crazy um and i think i think breaking dawn part two is a great movie on its own like it's really fun it has like a crazy battle sequence that comes out of nowhere and like a cgi (laughs) baby that cannot be believed um so i vote uh michael sheen in twilight breaking dawn Part two. Is that how do you write that? Is it Twilight colon Breaking Dawn colon Part two? Are part there a two. lot of colons in there? <laughs> yeah, there are. It's Very a, colon. It's a grammatical nightmare. Colon <laughs> 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 All right, Kyle. Ooh, I'm just, I'm just I'm wondering what movie has the most punctuation symbols in its title. Hmm. 
Oh, I don't know. Do you count uh, apostrophes? Uh, I would say uh, also if you're Fen Michael Sheen, uh, he was in one of the best things to come out of the pandemic, which was staged. So good. Uh, and and done so simply and yet so brilliantly, uh, but uh, going back to the mind, yes, uh, I'm in, I'm going to uh, probably uh, anger some people uh, because uh, I don't think people actually consider this to be a great performance uh, in the thing, but they're wrong uh, because in the understudy assignment, one of the things I really like is that it's very hard for everyone to be on the same page of what movie you're making. And so in this one, I feel like only one actor understood the movie that they, they were, they were performing in and did the role the exact way that the rest of the movie should have been. And everyone else was wrong. Uh, and that person of course was Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter ascending because that dude came to play like the, his performance is so amazing that everyone else is like, you didn't even show up today. Like, he knew what that movie should have been, and everyone should have been at that same level. He's so good in that movie and at being tearing up and chewing at every single piece of scenery in there. It's, it's, a, it's a delight. I know only one thing for sure. That is a steal. <gasps> oh, boom! <laughs> oh, dang. Yep. yep. Yep, we're there. I've never seen it happen before. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, well, this was it. So, I know. Well, moving on. <laughs> man, he was so mad that we nobody got nobody got stole last time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was great. I feel like I interrupted you, Chrissy. What were you going to say? Oh no, I was just going to say there would be like possibly a fun like video mashup between like Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending and Aro in uh, in Michael Sheen in the Twilight, like to put their <laughs> yeah. dialogue back to back. Ridiculous outfits. So and much, just, so much like hair, cape, yeah. like yeah. I think they, they could probably come from the RSC where they're like, "Oh, I, I've been waiting my whole life for this." Okay, that brings me back, back around to me. And when I say Thank around, you. I'm really leaning in on that. It's coming back around because as we, as we do on this show, we take turns and we keep coming around and around in the circle. I'm talking about 2017's The Circle. Now, who am I talking about in that movie? I think this is another one that might be a controversial pick. I got really, like, I didn't like this movie at all. Like, I was a terrible movie, The Circle. Uh, uh, any Circle heads? Do you guys, did you love The Circle? Is, is this the Tom Hanks? It is um, Tom Hanks, and that's who I'm talking about, because Tom Hanks. Ah, okay, yes, I did see that movie. He's a winner. He actually plays, uh, he plays possibly the easiest role he's ever taken, right? He just has to walk in and be a, uh, like a, a bazillionaire uh, tech company executive. And, you know, they're a dime a dozen right now. So uh, he had a lot of models. He just came in and gave a suitably outstanding Tom Hanks performance with all the Tom Hanks written all over it. And the movie was so terrible all around him. It was written stupidly. They didn't get the technology right. It was just... It was just bad. It it angered me. I think we might have done a show on it, and I was uh, it, it back in the archives, and I, I might have been bristly uh, after this movie. But Tom Hanks, I do give the man credit. He stood up, and he actually finished the movie, unlike what I expected them to do with Halo and just close up shop right in the middle, because that's what I kind of had hoped would happen with the circle. Emma Watson gets a big promotion, and they're like, okay, she's doing fine, and they're done. Close it up. Save us all the time. That was The Circle 2017. Yeah, Tom Hanks. I remember that. One. I went with a friend who was in customer service at you know the call and stuff, and she she said it was almost triggering how much they did that. It's like clearly, someone who had made that movie had been in the industry because her whole thing about the callback and and your your the numbers you have about whether you're uh, you know, 
all that stuff was was absolutely true and, and accurate. Well, that's uh, yes, I get the emotional side of that. It doesn't make the movie any better. No, no, it was still a terrible movie. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Chrissy, number two. Well, I mean, if if people know anything about me, it's that I love a shark. Um, I love a big shark, and I love a movie about big sharks. Um, and <laughs> where could you be going? She likes big sharks. She cannot lie. Uh, in one of my favorite bad movies about big sharks, um, there's a moment where Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, whose character is a, a has survived a millionaire who has survived some kind of like mountainside incident um, uh, stands up to rally the people who are currently in the midst of surviving this great tragedy and delivers just a rallying cry speech that is that is just so effective and and wonderful and right at the pinnacle a shark leaps out of a water portal grabs him <laughs> somehow goes backwards <laughs> and back into the water <laughs> it was more of a shark voice. fetch i think you're talking about it was shark fetch <laughs> um which is one of the best moments in one of the uh best parts of the movie deep blue sea um <laughs> and sam jackson in that movie was just like oh so i'm in the movie for what like 15 20 and then uh i get eaten by a Backwards flying shark. Sounds great. <laughs> Nailed it. In I one. will be there. <laughs> I I also love shark movies. Let me just say, I love franchises of shark movies. I love sharks that are sentient and computer programmable. I love I love when sharks swim in formation. Like that series only got better. <laughs> it's fact. The, the CG on that scene is dodgy, but the editing is on Perfect. point. Perfect. I saw that in movie theater. I remember just everybody just exploding when that happened. <laughs> <gasps> okay, uh, Kyle, it's to you. The circle continues. Right, uh, I'm going to go for a, a, a known actor in a unknown, an unknown role, sort of like uh, we were talking about before. Um, so uh, I remember watching this and going to see this sort of, it's a dumb sort of R-rated comedy, but having one of the guys in there who at the time had done nothing and absolutely blew me away. And I'm like, oh man, that dude's going to be a star. And of course, no one listens to me. And then later on, he got his own show on FX and now everybody loves him. And that's Timothy Oliphant. But the movie is The Girl Next Door. It is a yeah. pretty dumb, like uh, no, R-rated no, comedy about a porn no, star who moves in next no, door. No, it's not. It's a perfect film. You shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I'm, I'm among friends. I thought I was going to have to defend myself. And but the soundtrack I, I, is awesome. <laughs> I, I own that movie. I bought it in multiple editions. Uh, I, I think it's one of the great, you know, like I, I used it uh, in when speech classes, like when he runs up and just throws those cards in the air. Like, I mean, it, it, you know, what a great way to get people's attention. Uh, I think <laughs> Tim the only fan in that is so scary in this nothing role. He's like her manager slash pimp or whatever, but he's so riveting and so committed to that role. He it's frightening. Uh, it, it's almost like he's, he's in his own little movie. And then like when, as soon as he got justified, I was like, Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah. That dude's going places. That he's is so good awesome. in the TV Love show, the grinder. Movie. Did you ever watch that? Oh, oh. I, I didn't know he was in the grinder. I saw, I think I remember seeing some of that. as himself. Oh, okay. It's wow. a delight. He's also a, a top tier get on any talk show. He is. He does good panel. That's so good charming. Panel. Oh, you cut me up, Kyle Olson. Uh, 
All right. Does that mean it's back to me? Oh, God, I'm going into the into the depths because I've been stolen. Yeah, so you ready. Go I thought, who would who would possibly steal Jupiter ascending? How did I not <laughs> see that coming? Uh, okay. All right. All right. The, my my biggest problem is that the my final pick actually includes several picks because it's really it's really the director. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with one that was I think might be a controversial pick because I think the movie has aged possibly poorly. The performance, mm. the lead performance in it was good. It's weirdly rated over the six star rating on IMDb. That is the the rating that makes a film watchable. It is a six point one on IMDb, uh, and it, the actor in it is Al Pacino. <laughs> the movie is... <gasps> do you know what it is? Are you going to call it? Are you going to call Ooh, my are you shot? Call an audible? Go ahead. Is it, what is it? What? The Devil's Advocate? No, it is not. It oh, is not. He's so no. good in that. He's, he's so, so good. good in that. You know yeah. where else he's good? And the reason I, I liked this movie is because it was it was foreshadowing a, a present that we are now living in. The movie is Simone. Oh yeah, or Sim One, Sim, yeah, or Sim One. So yep. it is. Uh, it's he is a director and producer, and he's got a, an angsty cast, and is really struggling with his actors. You know how it is working with actors, everybody. And actors, so the worst. He's gifted this technology to create one, and he makes a fake uh, a woman to be in his movie, and goes through all the motions to make her famous, and then she becomes famous, and then he can't kill her because this fake woman has essentially taken on a public presence. And he becomes the uh, the pry up when he says that she doesn't exist. And I, I think the movie has just aged really poorly, but he was great in it. I think he's like, you know, it's Al Pacino who showed up to make this movie about future Hollywood uh, when they had no idea that now, you know, when actors sign on with Disney, they have to do, you know, life contracts for body scans and voice scans and all of that stuff. Exactly what they were talking about in uh, in Sim 1. So Al Pacino, Andrew Nichol, uh, over the top movie with uh, solid performance. I forgot the movie didn't existed. Yeah, you, Thanks for bringing it I remember seeing it. I mean, I'm like now I feel like I should choose the Devil's Advocate. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but instead, I shall uh, I shall in- include Keanu Reeves, but in a different way. Um, of course, anybody who knows anything about me knows I love sharks. If they know two things about me, they know I'm deeply committed to Keanu Reeves. Um, And also to the Bill and Ted franchise. Uh, So I have to say, I don't think that it's a bad movie. I think it's a very good movie and that the whole cast understood the assignment when they were making the movie uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay. Uh, And I think all the performances in it are really great. But the one I wanted to highlight as just being like a complete standout is uh, Anthony Kerrigan, who plays Dennis Caleb McCoy, the murder robot uh, who becomes (laughs) their friend. (laughs) Yeah. I think everybody is really good in that movie. Both of the actresses who play um, uh, Bill and Ted's daughters and Christian Schaal is so great. Mm -hmm. Um, but like Anthony Kerrigan is so standout in the in the, his funny like murder robot role that I uh, wanted to highlight it. I love that you did that. He understood the assignment. Mm-hmm. He sure That's did. Right. It like yeah. it like saved my pandemic. I like made everybody yes. hop on Zoom and like watch yeah. it and like 
that's gonna be an interesting conversation in a, in a couple years, sort of when we're when this is in in the rearview mirror of like what were the movies that got us through. Yeah, right. Like having a new thing to show up. Sure. Like, I mean, I think I like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie a lot more because it was like a brand new movie that I got to watch in a time that you couldn't sure. watch see movies. Okay. Uh, so what's your what's your final pick, Kyle? So yeah, you were mentioning Keanu Reeves, and I was like, oh, is there about to be another steal? Because I also have a Keanu Reeves movie in my but it's not Keanu Reeves that's doing the performance in this one. Um, this is a movie that does not get a lot of love, even though it was recently revealed that this is the movie that Keanu Reeves said he would love to do a sequel to. He was asked on the Colbert Report, of all the movies you've done, what would you like to do a sequel to? And this is what he picked. He said, I really want to be John Constantine again. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. So in Constantine, yes. uh, that actually there's a, there's a bunch of fantastic performances in there. Everyone sort of really got the performance. But I think the one that really stands out, because he only has one scene, and that's, of course, as Lucifer... It's Peter Stormare oh. because Peter Stormare always shows up, always delivers. But man, there's something about what they do to him in that movie, the the dirty nails and the he's just so creepy, and uh, that and and has one scene absolutely destroys it, and then just like and then goes off into the sunset. It's it's great. That movie is really underrated. Yeah, uh, what about people, Tilda Swinton in that movie? Tilda Swinton is fantastic yeah. too, but Tilda Swinton consistently turns in fantastic performances. Like So I was like, okay, I thought they shoot my first stop, but I'm like, you know what? Peter Stormare, actually, because everybody talks about how great Tilda Swinton is, and, that, and she is, uh, but Peter Stormare, I think, is, is wonderful in that movie. Have you seen Swedish Dicks, the TV series? I have not. I, yeah, somebody else recommended that to me. So that's two recommendations. Now, oh, so I need to add that to my list. It's incredible. It's Peter Stormare and um, Keanu Reeves is in it, but he just like pops up here and there. But it's it is delightful. Chat is blown up with bonus picks. I Brian comes in with some just hot, hot picks. Would it include Willem Dafoe in Body of Evidence? Would it include Laura Linney and Tim Curry in Congo? <laughs> oh my god, right? Congo! Uh, oh, I yes. love that movie. I wrote, to Mike, I wrote a letter to Michael Crichton when he was still alive about Congo. Oh my goodness, did he I write that? You did? He did? I did. I did. Has it been published on the internet? I have. A, I have. A, I have. A, I have. A, I, he wrote me a letter. I, I have an autographed picture, a, a headshot. He actually sent me a headshot. <laughs> a Michael Crichton headshot. It's, I'm it's not gorgeous. auditioning, it's like Michael. His amazing mane of hair, like turned oh sideways, goodness, of course. like looking off into the distance. And this is of this is Michael Crichton. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Kurt Fuller is chewing scenery hard opposite opposite Hulk Hogan in No Holds Barred. Yes. No Holds Barred. Yes, it yes. is. Uh, Brian Christian Bale is absurdly good in The Fighter, which is a terrible movie. Come at me. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Standing. Uh, let's see. Denzel is good in very boring movies. Okay, we have a list. Pelican Brief, Bone Collector, The Fallen. He also bullied Ryan Reynolds. Man on fire. Into only playing Deadpool after Safe House. <laughs> uh, outstanding. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what, what are your uh, bonuses? Uh, Chrissy, what do you got? I am. I well. I I you couldn't go all. I couldn't do two shark movies and then not do three shark movies, and I couldn't think of a third shark movie. But I really wanted to talk about Jason Statham in the Meg. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. I think that that's exactly how he would. If you put Jason Statham in like a danger mm-hmm. situation yeah. where there was a big shark, I think it would be exactly how he would handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't. I I should have just gone with these three. Also underwater. Also. <laughs> Um, terrible monsters. <laughs> Kristen Stewart in um, is it called Underwater? The oh, it is the, called Underwater. The recent one, right? It's called yeah. Underwater. Yeah, it's what a terrible title. Oh, and it's a, not title. a great movie, but it's she was just so good. Her, she's so good. <laughs> she's so and good. I. Uh, 
adore her. I like, I love everything that she's in. People like to. I to will make take fun your Kristen her. Stewart and raise you a Kristen Stewart because Charlie's Angels. She is the only good part of that recent Charlie's Angels oh, movie. I like it. Did you? I, did. <laughs> I was. I. I was not a fan. I was. I was watching all it through. I was like. I even we had to pause a couple times and go, what is going on? Like, no, we could not follow the, I mean, it was so needlessly convoluted. So I think that maybe. Oh, yeah. But she was, she was terrific in that movie. She was the only one who seemed to be having fun. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got, I've got a, uh, a Kristen Stewart contemporary in Saoirse Ronan in Andrew Nichols, the host, uh, which ended up being a, uh, not good movie with a good central performance because I don't know if you know this, Saoirse Ronan is exceptionally talented at what she's she does. Quite good. <laughs> she's quite good. Is that good. the Twilight connection, yes. though? It is. Yeah, yeah? that's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> so Stephanie this is Meyer. the Twilight episode. Yep. It sure Possibly is. Possibly the most, yeah. uh, the most Twilight has most been Twilight references. Yeah. In any Batman, I'm sure. Possibly. Um, let's see, uh, just to, for, uh, because I, I tried to stay away from the comic book stuff, if it's Constantine, it couldn't have it, but uh, Liev Schreiber in the X-Men Origins Wolverine. Fantastic, Fantastic as as Sabretooth. Yep. Like yep. he was committed to that. I actually actually walked by him on the street in New York. Oh. And I recognized him and he saw the recognized and him did, and he was on the phone and he gave me the, the nod. Did he give you a headshot. So, though? He was doing talk radio on Broadway at the time. So like he's like he's like, I knew and he knew, and so we shared a moment. It was it was very nice. <laughs> um Jackie Earl Haley in Watchmen as Rorschach. Oh yes. man. But Rorschach, what? I mean, oh, wait that, a minute, you didn't Watchmen like, you didn't like the movie? Well, it has some issues, but like there's nothing you can't say anything against. Like he was the perfect casting for that. He delivered that performance fantastically. And, and my last one, uh, Matthew Lillard in Scooby Doo. Yep. The Scooby Doo movies Scooby-Doo. are flat out awful, my bonus. But Matthew Lillard yep. is the man. Yep. Those are movies you, are, are you, terrible. Have you lost your mind, Kyle Wilson? Those uh, movies no, are I'm, delightful. I'm sorry. They are. They're CG nightmares. What? Yeah, they're, they're those movies are terrible. But but uh, but I will say. Every one of those actors commits. I would say the Scooby gang themselves are so over-talented. James Gunn has come a long way in his writing. I disagree. Respectfully. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe not so. Okay. Snap. So we need to just kick Pete off here. We need to have an Look, argument show about it. <laughs> that movies. that would be fine. I actually I actually agree with both of you. You're all beautiful people and <laughs> friendship. So let's talk about what we are going to toss the group next week. And let me just say the group next week isn't you. Uh, the group next week is, uh, in fact, uh, Ray Delancey is back in Yay! the saddle. Ray Ray's is back. back and he will be uh, with Tommy Metz. I don't know who else will be there. <laughs> But it's going to be great. So what are we going to give them to talk about? Oof. We we could flip the script and have it be terrible performances in great movies. <laughs> oh, Ooh, they didn't, uh, they didn't understand the assignment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, the, the one that comes to mind would be Godfather 3. Like that, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, there's yeah. like, there's one actor who just, you know, didn't get the same pages as everybody else. Okay. And, I'm. I am all. I love the bookend effect of that, but I'm open to yeah, other ideas. Thought, Chrissy, you know. have you been stewing on anything fantastic? No, no. I think. I think that's. I think that's a tough one, and I'd be interested to hear people's thoughts. Okay, <laughs> terrible performances in great movies. We'll have to. We'll have to put a pin in like a movie that you will defend. Oh, its goodness! Yeah, even though you yes. know. Everyone will come at you. Yes. Are you? Yeah, no, as, as you see, there's one on my wall over there that not a lot of people will. Tank girl? I have a tank girl. Yeah, no, we're going to defend girl. that. I'll, I'll join your armada. 
I, uh, okay. I, a big fan. Uh, okay. I, I, I knew I liked being in the next real community. That's it. This is, they didn't understand the assignment. I can't wait to see what comes of it. Hope I'm not on the show next week, though. Okay. Hey, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, Chrissy Lenz, what are you up to? Plug yourself. Um, just, you know, listen to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. I really enjoyed the Art Conan the Barbarian episode. Um, and we'll have a Labyrinth one that I promise is coming soon. I promise. <laughs> Does it exist? Has it just not been It finished? exists. It exists. Okay. I just like... I'm, not I'm, like the Star Trek 2 one where it just disappears. Just disappears. I'm just like, yeah, it's, um, it, it, life has been a bit chaotic. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, it's, That's the I don't know what you're coming. talking about. One day. Smooth sailing here. Okay, Kyle, what about you? Uh, well, if you enjoy the voice of Chrissy Lenz, you will not recognize it at all because she just did a role for me on the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society. New episode of that will be coming out the first week of April. I just finished the edit on it, and she sounds wonderful and completely almost unrecognizable. <laughs> Outstanding. That's great. That's yeah, coming really I won't even tell you what it is because I like the way she reveals her name. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's like really soon, the first week of April. It's really soon, first week of April. Well yeah. done. You must so, be uh, so if busy. you're a, if you're a, uh, a a a member of the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society, you know society, then you can hear it next week. But for the rest, everyone else will have to wait until April. Do I have it yet? Should it's I have really posted good. it it's already? I worry about that. Like I have business on the back end to do, and I just want to make sure I haven't dropped a ball for you. You are you are absolutely fine. Okay. It, it was it was completed. It was completed forty five minutes before we went on the air. So you are perfect, absolutely fine. Perfect timing. And, and, and there's and there's six days before it drops, so you're good. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you everybody for hanging out. You know all the stuff that I'm doing. We've got the next reel, and we're doing our coming of age debuts. And uh, we did. Uh, I don't know what's coming out this week. I got Ratcatcher, Slums of Beverly Hills. Uh, lots of ages are being come to in this series. <laughs> that sounded weird. Let's just say thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being a member. TheNextReel.com slash membership. And uh, go listen to all the great shows. Thanks, everybody. Now you say goodnight. Good night. Yes. And Kyle. Go do something nice for yourself. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, 
or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Today. 